You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This circles us naturally into Justin because I took some blowback in November um, when the Bears were having offensive success but not finishing. Right. And there's that three game stretch where they've got opportunities against the, the Dolphins, the Lions and the Falcons to finish a game and, and to put some punctuation on what was a really promising stretch of offense. Obviously, a really promising stretch from the quarterback. And, and, and my, my argument to that is just like, look, like this isn't going to wait around for you. Yes, Justin can eventually clear that hurdle. You know, maybe it is in 2023. Maybe it is, you know, in October of this upcoming season where he puts together a stretch of uh, a month where he, he closes out games in different ways, seals a, a victory because they, they're leading and he just is able to, to close it out, mm-hmm. comes from behind, leads that rally that we want to see, that game-winning drive that hasn't been part of his resume on, and by the way, a 5-20 and 20 record as, a, as an NFL starter at this point. Let's go. Let's get it going now. I believe he's got it in him. I believe he's got all the capability of doing it, particularly if they upgrade the, the supporting cast on the outside, in front of him, all mm-hmm. the way around with the system. But let's get it going now. And so I'd just be curious to know kind of like with with the obvious optimism that's percolating through the city about who Justin is, what what excites you the most? And what are the, the like top lines of the address this now, points of emphasis now for you as Justin Fields goes into 2023? Yeah, what excites me is the the physical tools that he has, I've, the the arm talent that he's has that he has. He he's made all the throws. He can make the deep ball with touch, with accuracy, right? He can throw the deep out from the opposite hash. He can do those types of things, and so I love his his arm talent. He's got the improvisational skills. He's got that elite athleticism. We know about the speed and the legs and all those types of things. So the physical tools are there, but then also the intangibles. I think he really wants to be great. I think he really puts the time in to work at it. His teammates love him. They all swear by him. They all go to bat for him. I think that those types of things are are as uh, encouraging as the physical things. Now, he's got a lot to work on, right? And so, and he got stunted a little bit last year because they didn't get him ready. He didn't get a lot of reps in the in training camp, and then you just throw him out there against the the, the Cleveland Browns. Browns. Matt Nagy yeah. should still be locked up for <laughs> attempted murder for what he did to that kid. Like that's that was crazy what he did to him in Cleveland. Um, and so. Those types of things have have kind of stunted his growth a little bit, but that's on him now. He's got to start to accelerate those things. He's got to be start to overcome some of those things. But until you get him around a solid offensive line with some real weapons, you're going to continue to see some of those flaws that he has in this game. Some of those things where when he does have a a solid pocket around him, he doesn't take advantage of it because he's not used to it. He's, He's not expecting to have 
three, four, five seconds back there in the pocket. So he's surprised when it happens. He's not expecting to have receivers running wide open on corner routes. So he's surprised when it happens. He's not ready to pull the trigger when that happens. And so uh, when you get those things around him, I think he'll be much better. He's got a lot of work to do in terms of getting to the point where he can quickly decipher what happens to him post-snap. I think he certainly got to the point where he understands pre-snap. Number one, what he wants to do and what the defense is showing pre-snap. What happens to him post-snap and how quickly he can decipher that and find the answers is the next step in his development. The key word in what you just said is how quickly, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing because, like, you talk to people all around the league and there's zero questions about Justin's aptitude, his ability to take in information, ability to understand the information he's taken in. Luke Getze praises that on a weekly basis in terms of mm-hmm. how much they can give Justin and the volume that he can spit back after even, even when he makes mistakes, he can come to the sideline and tell you why he made that mistake and what was going on. And so it's not aptitude. It's just how quickly the aptitude can be applied to a league that's full of ferocious animals trying to tear your head off and the guy that you're trying to throw to head off and and like figure it out and figure it out quickly otherwise you just start to get in that wishy-washy uh middle ground that's a danger zone for for developing quarterbacks it's a real real danger zone for developing quarterbacks and i think he starts to get into that space where again that, that that cumulative effect of of not having those consistent pockets not having those consistent wide receivers that are open you got to think he's at ohio state right right every right. offensive lineman they got is better than all your defensive linemen most of the games they play olave and those guys are wide open as soon as the ball snapped and so i'm not <laughs> even having what what's my second read who cares my first guy's wide open right and if i got to get to my second read i've got seven seconds to do so because all these That's guys it. are first round Lineman. and so it's a it's a different thing when you get to the bears it's like yeah none of you guys are are, are open <laughs> like my receivers were at ohio state none of you guys are blocking up front like they were at ohio state and so a little bit of a process um i do think he has the the, the talent to be able to overcome it but i'm excited to see what he can do with that full compliment i think jalen hurts went through the same thing in philly a couple years ago we we're talking about him he can't throw he's inaccurate his throwing motion is too elongated his release is too slow all those types of things and that's fine but it immediately changes when he gets an A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. He's got that all-world offensive line around him. Now he's a legitimate MVP candidate. And so I think you could see a similar turnaround because I think that Justin Fields actually has more natural ability than Jalen Hurts does. I think he's a better thrower. He's got more arm talent. I think he's, he's, he's a more dynamic runner for sure. So I think he's got more natural gifts than Jalen Hurts. I think if you can surround him with some of the things that Jalen Hurts now has at his disposal, it could be scary in terms of the, the the potential that Justin Fields has. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that because I I think if you watch those two guys play, you say, man, physically Justin gifted wise is there. Now it's about mm-hmm. sharpening the decision making, and speeding it up just a little bit, right? Like sharpen it a little bit, speed it up a little bit, and see where it takes you. Uh, I I think we had a discussion in the media room sometime in December where, where we were talking about that Ohio State phenomenon where where you you do feel comfortable and you do feel protected and you can wait for things to come open. And, and Luke Getzey's like hammers at home like don't don't wait on it. If it's not there when you look at it, go to your next thing and get that five-yard check down and let's let's just get to the next play on the script and we'll, we'll roll from there. And so that's something that, that Justin has to do. But I think – and I said, like, you know um, – you, you're, you're throwing those plays in college against Rutgers. And you said, now, now Justin's the quarterback of Rutgers, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's the different thing. And I think that you, listen, to be, to be fair, and I've, I've, I, I believe in Justin. So I've, I've, I've supported him, you know, publicly in terms of what I think it can be, but I'm also fair about critiquing him too. And so yeah. as much as I say, you know, when we, when we critique him for, you know, the, the plays like the sack fumble when he had, I think it was Dante Pettis running open. Yep. Like when you can chicken for those plays and I say, hey, 
you know, he's not used to having that pocket. He's not used to guys running open. So his head is just not there. There's a cumulative effect. But I'm also on the other side of it when he has these dynamic plays where everybody's like, look at him go run for 60-something yards, that touchdown. What he should have done was hit Donnell Mooney wide open for the first down in the middle of the field. That's that's what should have happened on that play. And so I know he, he you know, described how I was about to and then Moon wasn't looking. Moon stopped looking because you were late. Like, right, you know what I mean? right, so Moon right. was ready to get into a scramble drill. But if you were on time, that should have been a 13, 14 yard completion for a first down right over the middle, right in your face. Now, God blessed you. And so you took <laughs> off and ran 70 yards for a touchdown. That's phenomenal. Everybody's like, yeah, that's great. And I, and I me too. It was exciting. It's great. But when he gets to the point where that thing is second nature, where boom, there's 14 yards there, boom, there's 12 yards there, boom, there's nine yards there. That's when he's going to be truly, truly different because he's still going to have this dynamic athletic ability that's going to take over after that. Well, that's it. And like, you know, this argument gets exaggerated at a point where it's like, oh, everybody wants him to throw for 300 yards. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. No, no, we we want him to throw for 200 yards, right? right? Like we got to get past 200 yards on a regular basis. And the way you get past 200 yards on a regular basis, what you just talked about is taking the six, taking the eight, taking the 12, taking the four yard check down that becomes 22 because your running back has, has made it into something. And now all of a sudden you've got six more completions on the ledger that have, have pushed your pass. 80 yards, on, right. Moved your <laughs> offense up, maybe turned a, a punt into a field goal, a field goal into a touchdown. And now all of a sudden you see what high level offense starts to do. So like, like I'm excited. And one of the reasons I'm excited about covering 2023 is because we're not going to get to the end of 2023. God willing that Justin stays healthy, knocking on wood over here you're going to have 40 career starts under your belt at that point. Yeah. And there's not going to be as much gray area as there is now. Mm. And we're going to know, right? And, and we're going to know one way or the other, which way this is going, where it's headed, where the ceiling is, where the floor is, how much they've changed over a year. And so that's maybe in a year full of super exciting possibilities and storylines that might be for me the most exciting because this body of evidence and this sample size in 2023 is going to tell us a lot. Yeah, it's go time for Justin Fields. We're talking about it being go time for Ryan Poles and him having that kind of, you know, honeymoon period where there wasn't much expectations. Same thing can be said for Justin Fields in terms of how last year went for him and then what the roster was this year. Next year, that you don't have that kind of defense, right? You should be surrounded by more talent. We'll see how this offseason goes. But it's go time for you, sir. It's time for you to go ahead and start putting some of these wins on your back and say, hey, we won because Justin Fields took us 85 yards in a minute and a half with one timeout and we got the game winning touchdown or whatever it may have been. You got to start to see some of those types of things from him. And so there aren't going to be any built in excuses for him going forward if they're able to get the talent around him, which I think they will. Those those excuses got to go. You're going to be able to say definitively, this is the guy or Unfortunately, we got to find another quarterback. I know you were right down the road from me in Atlanta in that in that beautiful press box at Mercedes-Benz Stadium when uh, Justin threw that game-ending uh, interception. And you remember yeah. the row above us, right? Yeah. Can you describe what we heard in the row above us when when that throw was made? <laughs> well, they were excited, but I think that everybody was just they 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 they, 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 they were disappointed, right? You had you have them behind us, and they're like, oh, because you want to believe that like he's Ryan the Paul's- guy physically slammed oh, no. the table you know like you you felt like i felt like spray of a sprite or whatever come off the table you know like, you 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 want to you want to believe he's the guy you got this excitement going on you're trying to go down there you think this is going to be the one he's gonna take us down there and get a win and then he throws that pass and it's just like mm, and it's like i looked up like oh <laughs> and I, I think i think i might have asked like jason Lee, like yo can i say something about that he's like no you probably shouldn't i was like all right cool Right, right. It's, it, and it's like, it's like one of those worlds. It's you watch this 
down the tail end of the Mitch Trubisky era where you'd sit in press boxes and you'd see in the reflection of the glass in front of you, you'd be able to yes. catch Ryan Pace's face, you yes. know, and there'd be a game that you're just getting thrashed at Lambeau and you'd look up and you'd be like, man, this is like a hard thing to look at because you just feel the soul of these guys getting ripped out at moments. And so anyway, it's a fascinating kind of look behind the curtain those, of, those, of what those, those moments are. are different, man. I, I, I wish, I wish the fans could get that kind of peek behind the curtain because those role games were different. Like you said, the GM is sitting right there with the assistant GM. Those guys are sitting right behind us and it's like you can hear them you can feel them and to your point you can most often see them through the reflection of the glass and it's like you can like you can see them react the same way you would react when you see something like oh and but they're trying to not give it up but they can't help it right and especially what 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 ryan pace and those guys were were dealing with in that last year but you see that same emotion coming out from ryan posen you're absolutely right about that reaction in atlanta yeah, it was, it was nuts. So, all right, before we get out of here, you've got this opportunity now in 2023 to reshape your roster. And mm-hmm. we all know that I've said this for, for, for weeks now that in free agency in the draft, no matter what they do, they're going to be right because every single position on that roster needs some love and needs some help in there. But if you're in Ryan Poles' shoes right now and you've got an opportunity to take one position group, and I just give you, I say, like, dump your resources at this and, and walk me into training camp in July at Hallis Hall and tell me which position group that you want to be as 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 rock solid as humanly possible. What is it? It's tough, Dad. It's tough, man. It's tough because I got two. <laughs> That's right, right? I've got like, six. So <laughs> part, of, part of me wants to say, let's let's. If Justin Fields is the most important piece, right, then get him what he needs. Get him a serious offensive line in front of him. Find out if you can go get Brown from the Chiefs. Find out what you want to do in the draft, who else you can bring in, and sure up that offensive line. But, man, watching that defensive line all season, you have to overhaul that thing. You've got to get some people on there that are absolute game wreckers, absolute difference makers. And so by a hair and kind of reluctantly, I'll go with defensive line. Go get some people that can get after the quarterback. Go get some people that can stop the run, earn the right to rush the passer. We didn't see that. You had your rookie strong safety lead you in sacks. That's not good, right? That's not what you want. And so you've got to go get some guys, and I prefer to build it inside out. I know, you know, we talk about how important it is to have an edge rusher, but for me, the edge rusher should be or needs to be that final, final piece, right? I don't think it should be your first piece because I think if the edge racer is the first piece, it becomes easier to kind of um, mitigate what he's able to do, right? It comes easier to deal with him. You can slap protection to him. You can roll away from him, those types of things. I like those game-changing defensive tackles to start it. If we already have those guys, sure, give me the edge rusher. But I need difference makers in the middle. Can you go get some of those difference makers in the middle, whether that's in free agency or it's in the draft? Get some difference makers in the middle, then find some pieces on the edge. But I would love to see that defensive line be overhauled because I love what they got on the back end right now. That secondary is primed to be really, really good. And if you compare them with a legitimate pass rush, I'd be excited to see what those young kids can do on the back end. So just by a smidgen, I would choose uh, defensive line over offensive line if I had to choose one. But they need to get some help at both. 
the beauty of that question is there's not a wrong answer. That's the, the greatest <laughs> part about the whole thing. I just looked up the stats while you were talking. The Eagles had five players with more sacks than the, the, the Bears team leader. So that tells yeah. you, and the, your yeah. team leader was a rookie safety. And so you've got to, you've got to find some ways to disrupt things, both against the run and in the pass. I'm a, I'm a receiver guy at heart. Impulsively, I'm like, get me, because get, I love the flash and I love the sizzle of receiver. But I'm going the other, I'm going the other trench. I'm, I'm going the offensive line because I think if you can get a group of seven or eight and, and just really make that rock solid. Now all of a sudden you create that comfort and that calm that is needed for the quarterback to take that next step. And it's just going to be really fascinating to see where they go about it. You remember walking into training camp last July and they're like, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll know where, you know, where the offensive line is. And Oh, by the way, this is Riley. We just brought him in yesterday. Right, and oh, that's right. Michael guys. Introduce yourself to Michael in the cafeteria. You know, he, he's going to help out for a few weeks. And then we got to week 18 and we're like, how many different combinations of guys have we had and, and how many different position changes and injuries and flip-flops like they've got to figure out a way to get a core and then obviously you're going to have injuries and you need to have backups sure. that can come in and stabilize it so I, I just go on the opposite side neither one of us is wrong but it's a, it's a really good uh, debate and we wouldn't have been wrong if we went wide receiver either right like i mean <laughs> like like that, that that they have so many needs on this team but i think getting it right in the trenches has to be first so offense defense get those get the trenches right but the good thing is then they've got the resources they could answer multiple questions this offseason you could go get yourself a solid offensive line and a solid defensive line. You could give somebody some money to play defensive tackle, and then you could draft an offensive tackle, or vice versa. You could do it. Depends on how you see the draft, right? And what what questions can you answer in free agency that will dictate what you do in the draft? And so they can answer a lot of questions this year. And then because they have the number one pick, they should still be in pretty good position in terms of what they're able to do in the draft next year. So whatever answers they can't, whatever questions they can't answer this offseason, they should just be one or two players away come next year, right? So they answer as many questions as they can this year. Next year, they should go into the offseason and say, okay, all we need is X. All we need is whatever this thing may be. And so uh, they can answer multiple questions in this offseason and they have the resource to do it and they, and they need to. It's going to be fun. 